Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Listen as Pastor Michael speaks on everything being all right. This morning, 9 a.m., look good. I need to just tag a couple of things on the announcement. Mother's Day is coming up. Oh, my goodness, I just went blank on the exact terminology. Moments, memories, oh, that would help. (laughs) Memories and moments, memories and moments. We gave, we've been giving the announcements to people like the smallest amount of time and tell them to hurry. And this is when we got to make sure and hit. So there's a QR code there. I don't know where else it is. Probably just there. Is it just there? Is it on? It's on the website, redemptionlife.net. But memories and moments, mom, memories and moments. Mom is in the flowers. Mom, mem- yeah. All right. So. On Mother's Day, um, we are having milk chocolate madness for moms. Milk chocolate about every way that you can eat it. If you don't eat milk chocolate, we'll have some alternatives. But milk chocolate madness. Oh, milk chocolate. Water, please. Milk milk chocolate madness for moms. (laughs) But we want to display. We really want to honor moms So we're going to have moments and memories with moms displayed prominently. So please send in, uh, it's going to have a beautiful display and get out some of these memories and moments with our moms, moments and memories and moments with moms. So do that, please. And uh, that's a good Mother's Day gift and it'll just take you a few minutes, okay? And uh, honor our moms with the moment or memory. Also, real quick, thank you so much for everyone who participated in the service project that we did this week, uh, Redemption Life Support and Go Therefore, come together, and lots of you guys came. Uh, We had a good work day yesterday, and then some of you came other days of the week prepping for that work day, and it is an amazing transformation already, and we actually are going to have to work a couple more days. It was um, found some structural things that took some time to um, sure up, and uh, we got that done, so it put us behind just a hair on some of the finishing the floor. So um, it's going to be awesome. What a blessing it is to... um, this man, and we're just reaching out to him and connecting with him, and it's awesome. So, thank you guys so much for coming and being a part of that. Thank you to everybody that gave towards that, um, raised significant funds for that. That reminded me, all right, this is, this is a fleece, right? I'm your pastor. This is a fleece. I'm laying out a fleece. As I've prayed this week, as I've talked with my wife, 
I'm laying out a fleece. What do we want to do? This is a question I ask. You guys are going to help me answer this question. I have an opportunity, Memorial Day weekend, I feel strongly that it would be a powerful opportunity um, to go to Argentina and minister to pastors in Argentina. They took a massive hit during COVID. Um, The country really uh, stifled church. Many churches shut down. Many pastors quit and became very discouraged. And so this group of pastors, and we're also doing a conference uh, I'd be going with uh, Steve Fado, who partners with us on our Sunday night encounters. And just, um, he goes all the time. He always leaves it open. This trip, he asked me to go and said he really felt like there was specific ministry that I needed to do with these pastors. Something in me needed to be, oh, it gets a little emotional, uh, transferred to them. So, um. The, the, the last Sunday in May, Memorial Day weekend, um, but it is somewhat of a costly trip. It's a 10, 12, I don't know how many, how, it's at least 10 hours, one flight, I think, and there's another one too. Um, and so I do have to cover the flights and cover hotel and all that stuff. So um, do we want to go? Yes. Well, I need your help if we want to go. This is my fleece. Uh, we have a fun tab for missions. I mean, if 25 people think I need to go and give $100, then I'm there. Okay, so we need about $2,500 to cover the cost of that. And um, want to just see. Also, um, Steve even said, man, I will cover whatever you can't raise. But I want us to go. You know, I want us to go. I don't want to go by myself. I want us to go. I want us to decide. That's what we want to do. I want to be sent by this house. And so I'm asking if that is something that touches your heart, you think we need to do that, missions. You can text any amount to 84321. It was up there earlier, 84321. There it is again, 84321, any amount. to that number, and then after that amount, just put missions, and we'll just, whatever comes in today to missions, we'll understand that that's where you are addressing that, and I will go if I'm sent, amen? I'm available, I'm willing. How will they know unless we go? But how can you go unless you're sent? I wanna be sent, and so I told Jahan, if our body sends me, I will go. If not, I will stay, and we will have a blast here on Memorial Day weekend. Amen? All right, I want to jump in. Uh, what a great week last week. Loved it. I, um, I have a couple of jokes for you. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's see here. Which one do I want to do first? Okay. A minister told his congregation, next week, I plan to preach about the sin of lying. To help you understand my sermon, I want you all to read Mark 17. The following Sunday, as he prepared to deliver his sermon, 
The minister asked for a show of hands. He wanted to know how many had read Mark 17. Several hands went up all over the room. (laughs) The minister smiled and said, Mark has only 16 chapters. I will now proceed with my sermon on the sin of lying. I told you guys I do minister jokes. They're minister jokes now. A minister parked his car in a no parking zone in a large city because he was short of time and couldn't find a space with a meter. Then he put a note under the windshield wiper that read, I have circled the block 10 times. If I don't park here, I'll miss my appointment. Forgive our trespasses. When he returned, he found a citation from an officer along with this note. I've circled this block for 10 years. If I don't give you a ticket, I'll lose my job. Lead us not into temptation. (laughs) Last one, last one. A pastor went out one Saturday to visit his church members. At one house, it was obvious that someone was home, but nobody came to the door even though the preacher knocked several times. Finally, the preacher took out his card, wrote out Revelation 3.20 on the back of it and stuck it in the door. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. The next Sunday, the card, oh, I lost some place. The next, su- the, the next Sunday, the card turned up in the collection plate. Below the preacher's message was written the following notation. I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. <laughs> and I hid myself. <laughs> yes, I like that very much. I hid myself, for I was naked. Oh, those funny ministers. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Jahan, we've not discussed my sermon at all this week, but she um, about preached it. From Psalm 23, what she read was so awesome. For God's word is something to sing about. He is true to his promises, and his word can be trusted. Everything he does is reliable and right. Everything he does is, say it with me, reliable and right. If you'll turn to Mark chapter 5 with me. The air is working. I'm not sweating to death or freezing to death. It's a little joke, you know, yeah. Y'all remember that? Mark chapter five, verse one. They came to the other side of the sea into the region of the Garcinians. When he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. He lived among the tombs, and no one was able to bind him 
anymore, not even with a chain. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and, man, that that sounded like a preacher said that. Shackles. (laughs) Shackles. That's a good preaching word. Shackles. And chains. And the chains had been torn apart by him and the shackles broken into pieces. And no one was strong enough to subdue him. That's another good word, subdue him. Constantly, night and day, he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains and cutting himself with stones. Seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him and shouting with a loud voice, he said, what business do you have with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God, do not torment me. For he had already been saying to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And he was asking him, what is your name? And he said to him, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send him out of the region. Now there was a large herd of pigs feeding nearby on the mountain. And the demons begged him saying, send us into the pigs, so that we may enter then. them. Jesus gave them permission, and coming out, the unclean spirits entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea, about 2,000 of them. Think about that. I've always heard this story and saw a little group of pigs. I don't know why I never really thought about 2,000 pigs. That's a lot of pigs. That's a lot of demons, right? It makes sense because he said his name was Legion, Legion, because there were so many of them and 2,000 of them ran and they were drowned in the sea. Their herdsmen ran away and reported it in the city and in the countryside and the people came to see what it was that had happened. And then they came to see Jesus and saw the man who had been demon possessed sitting down clothed in his right mind. And the very man who had previously had the legion, and the very man who had previously had the legion, and they became frightened. I just love this passage because this man was absolutely as in, in as worse a shape as you could possibly be. Everything in his life was wrong. I mean, he had no family, no friends, out of his mind, unable to to sustain anything that brings any fulfillment. He was completely driven by these demons. And then they come and find him sitting down. I mean, that's huge. If Jesus just got him to sit down, are you with me? That would be huge. And he's clothed. If Jesus got him clothed, that would be amazing. But then it says he was in his right mind, sitting clothed in his right mind. I heard a song this week, I mean, I probably have heard it before, but this week it just really got stuck in my head. And throughout this entire week, 
this, I, I've woke up almost every morning that I can remember. That's why I say almost, because I may have missed some. I feel like I've woke up every morning this week singing this little, it's a very catchy little melody, and it's just one part of the song, but everything's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be all right. All day. Just keep seeing that, hearing that, hearing that, hearing that. And just got in my spirit. Everything's gonna be all right. You know, we have really butchered all right. I was looking this week, we actually try to change the spelling of all right into all right. But you know, all right with one L is not proper. You can look that up. It's not proper. We do it, but it's not proper. And so I was asking the kids this morning on the way here, I was like, what does all right mean to you? And they're like, okay. Um, I, I, I looked it up. Uh, when we were in Guatemala, uh, they would say things and I would always try to figure out what everybody was saying. And they would say, uh, what is it? Esta bien. Is that how you say it? Esta bien? Anybody Spanish speak? Esta bien? Esta bien. Yes, that's the pronunciation. That's the I, I mean, I'd said it so many times right in my seat. It's esta, esta, esta bien, esta bien. And it's like, bien is good, but it's like, all right, I'm good. And um, I always heard this one too. Uh, oh my gosh, just went blank. Uh, French, what is it in French? Not good or bad. Come see, come saw. Yes, I looked that up, had it. Come see, come saw. That means not good, not bad. How you doing? Come see, come saw. Esta bien. All right. Okay. And so I'm hearing this song, and as much as I liked it, and it is encouraging, I liked it to a degree, but it's like if you're really down, Thinking everything's going to be all right means you're at least going to be back to neutral. Come see, come saw. Esta bien. All right. I thought Aussie Aussie was one. Does anybody know that? Aussie Aussie? Aussie Aussie? What's Aussie Aussie? Yeah, that's Spanish too. That's the one I kept thinking. And then I looked it up and it's like, no, all right is esta bien. And I was like, well, why'd they always say Aussie Aussie? So, so. Okay. So. Uh, so that's another one. Everything's going to be all right. We, you ever console people? It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Like, get your hand off of me. I don't want it to be all right. I don't want it to be okay. I want it to be amazing. I want it to be Great. I want it to be good. I want it to be full. I want it to be overflowing. I don't want you to tell me it's going to be all right. But maybe I do want you to tell me it's going to be all right. If I don't abbreviate the word and tarnish the statement, 
But maybe I do want you to say it if you say it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. This man in the tombs was all right when Jesus got done with him. He wasn't all right. He was all right. Seated. Seated. There you go. I go to Jeremy Bean with all my English help needs. And we come out of really awesome stuff. Uh, seated, clothed in his right mind. He was all right. He wasn't all right. He was all right. Because what Jahan said, for God's word is something to sing about. He is true. His promises, his word can be trusted. And everything he does is reliable and right. And he makes all things right. So this man is all right. I don't want to be all right. I want to be all right. And God makes all right. He makes it all right and he makes all all right. It's kind of thinking, who, when, and where? Who, when, and where? Who does he make right? Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, come to me, all who are weary, burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all. Who does he make all right? All. Matthew 14, 20. And they all ate and were satisfied. That's 5,000. Come on, it may get a little monotonous today. I've, I've begun to tailor my sermons to the youth now that I know that they're writing one word. Maybe you should tell them all today. It's kind of fun. I don't know. It's fine if you didn't. It's fine. Just telling you, it's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> but just like life, I hope over the last few weeks we've got life, 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 life. And I hope today we get a picture of all, 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 all. 5,000, I want us to get a picture of the kingdom. When the kingdom comes into a situation of hungry 5,000 people, the kingdom doesn't feed 4,999. It feeds 5,000. It feeds all who? All who are weary, who? All who are hungry, who? All, all, all with baskets left over because it's a kingdom of overflow. All and then some. That's 5,000. All eight and we're satisfied. In Matthew 15, 4,000. All eight and we're satisfied. I mean, how different would it be if you picked up your Bible? And it said there were 5,000 hungry and Jesus did all right. And the kingdom did all right. And a bunch of people got to eat. And only a few were left hungry. But that's not what you read. Matthew 14. 35, and when the men of that place recognized him, 
They sent word into all that surrounding region and brought to him all who were sick. And they pleaded with him that they might just touch the border of his cloak and all who touched him were cured. Man, I was trying to study this week, this whole concept, and I'm trying to just get through the gospels. Did a word search, all is in just the New Testament a thousand times. And so I'm just trying to get through the gospels, you know, and a lot of the gospels have repeating stories. So most, I'm just gonna bring from Matthew today and you can understand that it's in all the other gospels. But throughout the gospels, you'll see so many times and he healed them all. Healed them all. All who touched him, all who came to him, all who pleaded with him, all were healed. He came and healed all who touched him. Acts 2 and 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Could you imagine the passage would be so different? They were all in one accord in an upper room where Jesus had told them to go tarry. And the Holy Spirit fell on them like clothing tongues of fire and some of them were filled. Totally different story. All were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with different tongues as the Spirit was giving them ability to speak out. On down in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, we see Peter, he's referencing Joel 2, and he's, he's reciting this prophecy from Joel chapter 2, and he says, in the, And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour out my Spirit on all mankind. All mankind. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will have visions. Your old men will dream dreams. All. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. All were filled. All were healed. All were satisfied. All ate. All. In him, all things were made. In him, all things were created. The fullness of the kingdom is in him and him in us. Romans 3, who? But it is the righteousness of God that through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe. There is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. All those who believe, because we've all sinned. In Romans 5, therefore, verse 12, just as through one man sin entered into the world and death through sin, so that death spread to all mankind because all sin. Skip down to verse 18. So then, as through one offense, the result was condemnation to all mankind, so also through one act of righteousness, the result was justification of life to all mankind. Who gets all? 
all, get all. And I double checked it again in the Greek just to make sure, because I've told you before, and I double checked it again. All in the Greek means all. So I don't care what translation of the Bible you read. It's all. All. And if anybody says it's not all, then they're wrong. All who are weary. All who were hungry. All who were sick. All were filled. All have sinned. All became righteous. All those who believe. What happens to all those people? Romans 8, 28, Jehan said it. We know that God causes all things, all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. What things in my life are supposed to be all right? All things. If it ain't right, it ain't over. If it ain't right, he ain't done. Because he makes all things work together for my good. All things and all people, those that believe. Look at Romans 15, verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. All joy and peace. How much joy? All the joy. How much peace? All the peace. It's all right. All the joy, all the peace in believing so that you will abound in hope. You got all the joy and all the peace and you abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And concerning you, my brothers and sisters, I myself also am convinced that you yourselves are full of goodness. How do you know something's full? when it can't possibly hold anymore, then that means it has all of it that it can hold. All. You've got all the goodness filled with all knowledge and able also to admonish one another. All joy, all peace, full of goodness, all knowledge, all people, those that believe. All. Second Peter Chapter one, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord for his divine power has granted to us everything. Ooh, I switched it up on y'all. Everything pertaining to life and godliness, everything. You got what you need? You've got everything. He's granted to us by his divine power, everything pertaining to life and godliness. Everything, everything's gonna be all right, everything. And godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Ephesians chapter one. In him we have redemption through his blood. It's Bible study day. The forgiveness of our wrongdoings according to the riches of his grace which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. 
all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he set forth in him regarding his plan of the fullness of times to bring all things together in Christ. All things together in Christ. Things in the heaven and things in earth. Third John 2. Verse two, beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. In all areas, in all respects, you prosper. All. What areas of your life does God want you to prosper in? All. All. Second Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace overflow to you. All grace overflow to you so that always, all grace, always having all sufficiency, all grace, always all sufficiency in everything. Everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all full of grace, all sufficient, all full, so that you may have an abundance for every good deed. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. What things? All things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.19, my God will supply all your needs. Which needs? I mean, I mean, needs that are church needs, all your needs, according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. In Matthew chapter six, he's telling us, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. He says, be anxious for nothing. He says, heathens worry about all these things, but your father knows you need all these things. So seek first his kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. All these things will be provided for you. Matthew 19 says, with this, with people, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Again, in Mark 9, 23, all things are possible for the one who believes. All things are possible for the one who believes. Matthew 21, 22, and whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive it. All. What do you get when you ask believing? All. You will receive it all. Ephesians 3.20, once you've asked, I love this. John's talking about this too. You ask believing, you receive it all. And what all, do you, what all can you receive? Ephesians 3.20 says, now to him who's able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. So I'm asking all I can ask. I'm asking all I can think. And you've not dare tapped into the resources of heaven because he can do far abundantly beyond what you could ever possibly ask. 
So don't be afraid to ask. When? Where? Matthew 28, and Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, all authority. How much authority? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Will he do it for my nation? All the nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you when? Always. To the end of the age. When? Always. Where? Everywhere. To the ends of the earth. All nations. Can we look at Romans 5 just one more time? We look at it all the time. It's just a heart song here. By entering through faith in what God has always wanted to do for us. Set us right with him. Make us fit for him. We have it all together. By entering into what he's always wanted to do with us, for us, he's always wanted to make us right. By entering in that through faith, he makes us all together with God because of our master Jesus. And that's not all. That's not even all. He doesn't just make us right with him. He doesn't just justify us. He doesn't just wipe our slate clean. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he's already thrown open his door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand. He doesn't just make us right. He gives you what you ask for. He gives you what you dream about. He gives you the desires of your heart. He doesn't just make you where he can stand you. He doesn't just make you right. He makes it all right. And part of the all right is the all things that you ask for and you receive it all. It's all got to be right. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we would stand. Not just right with him, but abounding in everything and fullness. Revelation 21. Him who sits on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. Right for these words are faithful and true. What Jahan said, he is true to his promises, his word can be trusted, and everything he does is reliable and right. God is all right. Ain't he all right? It's all right. Everything's going to be all right. I just want to encourage someone today. It's not going to be all right. It's going to be all right. The situations of your life are not going to be all right. They're going to be all right. This world is not going to be all right. Man, it may look dark and we think it's going to hell in a handbasket and we think all this stuff, but I serve a God that says it's going to be all right. 
I thought about this, Jeremy, you like this. He's already slipped out for parking. It's all right, and it's getting righter and righter. It ain't getting wronger and wronger. It's getting righter and righter. Closer and closer is righter and righter. It's going to be all right. You can take that to the bank. It is going to be all right. Everything that pertains to you is going to be all right. He came to make things all right. He came to make sick people healed, possessed people free. He came to make hungry people full. He came to make scared people confident. He came to make anxious people provided for and in rest. Stand up with me if you will. Goodness gracious. Real quick, if prayer team will come. A few minutes over. Prayer team, if you'll come. We're just gonna open the altars in just a minute, but I want to just be faithful to bring attention to this. This banner right here says, welcome home. Man, if you don't know where you are and you feel like everything is wrong and you know you're not in relationship with the one who makes all things right, I wanna give you an invitation today to let him make you right. And not just make you right where you can be right with him, but he wants to make you right with him. And then he wants to make everything in your heart right. He wants to make the things you see around you that are wrong based on what's in your heart for them to be. He wants to make them right where they line up with the desires he's put in your heart but it starts with just coming home to Him. So if you'll just come to this banner today, we just wanna agree with you. I wanna come home, I wanna be right. I want my life to line up. I want my life to be right. I wanna be in relationship with the one who makes all things right, starting with me. I want Him to cleanse me, purge me, take away my sins, cover me with His blood, then just come home and make things right today. Prayer team's here. If you want prayer for anything in your life, if you want your life to be all right, you want agreement that your situation, your circumstances, your heart, your emotions, your will, come on, I want everything to line up. Righteousness, right orderedness with God. I want it right. This brings a whole new meaning to be holy as He is holy. All right. Complete and lacking nothing. In Jesus' name. Come on up if you want prayer today. If you want to come home, just come to this banner. We're going to pray with you. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Redemption Life Church.